podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. That's it. There's a new member of the Final Four Club, and they hail from Lubbock, Texas. Celebrating in the streets in Lubbock. Wow. Because Texas Tech Monday night will be playing for the national championship. Welcome on, welcome all to the Tortillas and Takes podcast. You are on once again with your boy, I'll be sure. And we have never been more excited to talk Texas Tech baseball on this podcast as we are right now because the Red Raiders are hot. They just, once it feels once again like it did after we beat the Texas Longhorns and everybody was doing guns down everywhere. It feels just as good, if not better, because we're in even better situations after sweeping the Oklahoma State Cowboys in Stillwater. And so to talk about the wonderfulness that is the Texas Tech baseball team, I got our expert that is David Hughes. What's up, Davey? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you doing today? I'm doing much better now. Much better now. So, David, last time we talked, we were both thinking, like, ah, you know, I don't know. I picked the Tech series loss. I took it the L. You were more optimistic, and you said that that Tech could win two of the three. We both thought a sweep was ridiculous. We were like, that ain't that just ain't gonna happen, right? Like, let's we'll take it out. We can get it. Like, ah, uh, you know, who knows? Like, it's it's well, if we can get two wins, great. Like, we were both thinking that. Uh, we were both thinking that we'd hopefully win one of the two uh, Morris Birdsell games and who knows in the sun, et cetera, right? And Tech had other plans. Tech had other plans. Game one on Friday, an Andrew Morris victory that, that was a wild end of game we'll talk about later. Then a dominant game two, winning 9-3. And then another heart stopper in the ninth inning on Sunday as Tech won 6-4, to but beating the number three team in the nation – sweeping the number three team in the nation in Stillwater, putting people like Kendall Rogers and the entire college baseball universe on notice. What is your first impressions of Texas Tech's performance in Stillwater this weekend? Yeah, so, I mean, th- this series right here was huge. I can't, it can't be stated enough. This was potentially season-changing for Tech for 100 different ways. Um, I, that time off that Tech had – for finals or whatever that the reason was for last week, they use that time to get right. Uh, a lot of stuff went right this weekend. Um, stuff that we really needed to have any sort of chance in the postseason. Um, the bullpen coming up was huge. Um, that was you know the, the biggest difference for everything. Which is the bullpen was able to you know save us a little bit at the end there. But it can't be said enough just how monumental this was to. Um, this season and, you know, potentially years beyond, too, just because it's just that big of a series. Wow, huge series indeed. I mean, we've talked about this team is young still, right? We're going to lose a couple of our of our veterans, but this team is young and having this confidence booster, like you said, for their careers of knowing that, hey, we can do this. The boy, and so let's talk about the bullpen a little bit, right, of, of thinking about this. So the bullpen stepped up in a big way, especially the Sunday game. And we're not necessarily going to go in order here, I, but I do want to talk about the Sunday game um, where Sundays have been bullpen games for us, third game in the series, right? Those have kind of been bullpen games, but the entire, uh, the four guys that came through, your guy Chase Hampton, who you've propped up quite a bit on the pod here, my guy Mason Molina, who I propped up quite a bit in the pod here, Josh Sanders, Austin Becker, all of them, uh, well, Three out of the four of them did a really great job in this in this mm-hmm. this game here. Uh, just speak to how good. I mean, not just Sunday, but throughout the entire series. Speak to how good the bullpen played in general. 
Yeah, let's let's give some props to these guys because they've been under you know some fire and a lot of it was you know whether right or wrong it was directed at them for a lot of tech's um, quote unquote demise if you will um, but they stepped up in a huge way this weekend um, a lot of guys that hadn't got a whole lot of run recently such as Austin Becker for example who came in today well let's cover today's game with the, the Sunday game since it's fresh on the mind um, Austin Becker. Uh, came to the game after Josh Sanders had a little bit of a hiccup today, um, but he just shut down the Oklahoma State Cowboys with bases loaded and had a couple un- unlucky runs too because there was a uh, um, those last two innings Oklahoma State got a couple like three or four bloop singles like little I mean the wind was like thirty miles an hour blowing in today so it's funky stuff was happening with that but definitely give give props to the really the entire bullpen I, I'm just gonna name them off some of the guys that had big weekends like Austin Becker today. Um, Andrew Devine had a little bit of a comeback weekend. I know that first, uh, the Friday game, um, there was uh, some sort of, a, I mean, he had that save at the end that was unintentionally intentional, um, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to some of that here in a little bit. Um, who else had a big weekend for the bullpen? Um, Derek Bridges, he, he pitched the Friday and Saturday games. Uh, our big left-handed reliever, he, was, he, he actually wanted to go to Oklahoma State, um, but Oklahoma State didn't offer him, so he's at Tech. Uh, he showed them what what he's what there. You go. What they're missing exactly. Exactly. So those are some of the big ones. I mean, Josh Sand. I mean, he 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 pitched good the Friday game today. wasn't um, you know the best. Some of it wasn't all his fault, but um, just really the entire bullpen stepped up, especially with Trenton Parrish uh, out, and uh, we needed a, a lift with the bullpen for sure. No, absolutely, absolutely. So the the way that they played. So I'll talk about the bullpen and and, and really started. We talked about Sunday and how great their Sunday game was, but let's start with game one. So game one, right? Andrew Morris does what he does all the time, right? Had five innings where he, he pitched pretty well, um, but until we got really to that, he gave up two runs early. And I ain't gonna lie to you, I was like, ah, well, you know, this is this is the third best team in the country here, um, but settled in. Settled in, started doing really well. We had that fourth inning where we were just on fire. Um, we that that Stillwell grand slam where he just puts his hands in the air right from the beginning, knows what it is. He's like, "Hey, let's 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 get it." Um, that was incredible. Uh, Kurt Wilson almost does the same thing two batters later. It was a pot, it was a sack fly, but it could have easily been another three run homer. Um, but then after that, after Andrew Morris gets taken out, the bullpen comes in. And that was pretty well, right? Derek Bridges, Mason Molina, Josh Sanders, Brandon Becco, Andrew Devine. And it's now and and also Tim Tadlock managing these pieces, right? Not every some guys it was only a couple batters, only a couple here, here, but really, especially towards the end of it, where Oklahoma State was really was inching their way back into the game. I thought the way Tadlock handled the bullpen was was great, not just for that game, but I think it really helped us win the other two games in the series as well. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about that Friday game since you're you know, mentioning that. So that game was one of those games where you almost thought Tadlock was overmanaging a little bit because we were getting to the eighth inning and he brought in like five different pitchers for two innings worth. Um, we saw Mason Molina come in in the, I believe it was the eighth inning. And we're like, okay, Mason Molina's going to come in. He's just going to use his, his Molina bullet because um, he's our one, in my opinion, one of the more consistent bullpen guys right now. Um, so I thought he was actually going to finish the game, the eighth and ninth. Um, he only finished the eighth. 
And I, 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 this is kind of more for me just speculating than anything else. But you saw Mason Molina get fired up after that that strikeout to end the frame. Um, you can kind of see as he's coming off the field, Tadlock's just looking at him like, dude, what are you doing? And it's like, I don't know if Tadlock pulled him because of that because it's – I don't know. It's just kind of what I think a little bit. You may have pulled him because of, um, <laughs> it's just like, dude, you can't show him up like that because they're going to bat you around you know, the next inning. Well, they, kind of, they kind of did that, though. It wasn't to Molina, but they kind yeah, of – like the count like. – the Cowboys definitely made it made it rough in the ninth. Um, I do a part of me. I don't necessarily know if he was pulled because of that. A part of me feels like he was pulled because we got to save you for Sunday, right? You pitch yeah. if Molina pitches those two innings on Friday. I don't know if he plays for the rest of the series, right? And he's kind of really saving that arm for later on. Um, but in the ninth inning, it got it got real real uh, uh, stressful, real fast. At one point, Oklahoma State there in the ninth inning. Um, well, we were looking at a situation where the the uh, we had a guy on third curl out curl on third, ready to score, ready for something haywire to go on. And the thing about it is, so curl makes the mistake from Oklahoma State of saying, you know what, if a bad pitch go- happens, I'm going. I I'm gonna go if a bad pitch happens. Um, and a, and a, a pitch did kind of happen, right? Uh, Andrew Devine has a pitch, goes a little wild. Little wild, but it's pig gathered. But Crow's already at home, going to home. It's already too late. And it's now it's like, hey, bro, you caught in a rundown. And it's out, game over. And it's just a terrible way for an Oklahoma State Cowboy fan to lose a game, but a glorious way for a Texas Raider, Raider, Raider fan to win a game. Um, but I'm not going to lie to you. After that game, I didn't feel great about the series because of how Oklahoma State came back. I still was kind of iffy on whether we'd be able to win the next two. But then all that iffiness went away on Saturday when we, from the very beginning of the game, where from the, from the third, really that fifth inning blew it all door wide open. But I was never never lacked confidence when you had Brandon Birdsell on the mound and he was locked in from the very beginning. Yeah, you said it. Brandon Birdsell, that's our, our superstar pitcher. Uh, Andrew Morris, Brandon Birdsell, those are our rock star you know, one-two punch. You, can't, you won't get much better than those two, period. Um, I think the story of this game was our freshman. I mean, Owen Washburn in particular. He's the one that hit the, the Grand Slam. The, you know, Both of our Grand Slams were two-out homers or Grand Slams. Um, so it was really nice to see our, our freshman get back on the – I believe between Hudson White and Owen, and Owen Washburn, I believe they had 11 RBIs combined between the two of them. Um, so, Tech fans, th- those are going to be your, your two you know, stalwarts over these next couple years. So it'll be fun to watch them grow. Oh, absolutely. Especially, man, Owen Washburn has, has low-key started to become my guy, right? Like, Washburn comes up awesome. in big ways. And unlike the game on Friday, the game on Saturday, I think his Grand Slam, the game was over at that point, right? Like, I I, I feel that when, when, when Stillwell hit it the day before on Friday, it was still, the game was still at hand, right? Tech built a big lead, but they tried to pitch away or uh, 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 stitch away. This game with Owen Washburn hitting his home grand slam, it was a wrap. It's eight to one at that point in the fifth inning, and it's just okay. It's it's let's all go home. I think I even think fans started leaving the stadium in the sixth after that. Like it's it just it you could look that game. One team was just better, flat out. Right, Friday and Sunday was kind of a back and forth between two top ten teams. Saturday, you knew you know what it was. Um, they weren't gonna they, game. Yeah, they they couldn't hit Birdsell and we could hit, uh, they couldn't hit Birdsell and we could hit Osmond, right? And so it's just that's really the the story of that game as we moved on. So Sunday game comes. We already mentioned it a little bit. This is this is the game. My question to you is, 
Have we found our number three starter? Is Chase Hampton the guy? Yeah, I mean, Chase Hampton, I've been pounding this for the past couple weeks here. I mean, really since the beginning of the season, but obviously I wasn't you know on here for the beginning of the season. But, like, Chase Hampton was a guy that I expected to be a pretty high-end arm. I didn't. I don't know if, if I expected him to be up to the, like, the Friday night type standards, but I expected pretty big things from him. And over these past couple weeks, um, he, really this start and last start, he's, he's looked great. Um, I think he got sick there for a couple weeks in the middle of the season. Uh, it's been a struggle to get back to normal form. Um, but I think that that's our that's our guy, our Sunday guy. That, and that's great that we have it. It's taken all season to get it. And I, and I think he's finally settling. I think the bullpen's finally settling in. And this game, I think, of the three was the most surprising. Again, I come into this game thinking we won the first two. That's great. This is the third best team in the country. <laughs> we're not sweeping them. All right? I'm just happy we're here. Right? I, I even thought there could be a situation, if you remember the Texas series, where we beat Texas games one and two, and then Texas let out all their frustration on, on the Sunday. And I thought there was a good chance that could happen in this series, too. Uh, the team thought otherwise. From the very beginning, Jace Young, Homer, to start it off. To start the game off with Jace Young Homer. Um, and then we score another run in the second inning there. And we have the lead from the very beginning. And once again, if you want to know the inning where we were able to bust the wide open a little bit more, of course, it was the fifth inning. Once again, the fifth inning. Natural fifth. Uh, fifth. Uh, uh, Jace Young, another RBI in the, in the, or he got another RBI in the sixth. But your two guys, White and Washburn, both getting RBIs in the fifth inning. Um, and, and, you know, Oakland, but I will say this once again, Butts get clenched in the ninth inning as Oklahoma State. Big time. They, they you know, they scored a run in the seventh, two runs in the eighth. They come into the ninth inning here. They they get everything jacked up, bases loaded. You're only up two. You're thinking, oh, man, Earhart's up. He's a pretty decent hitter. There's a chance that I don't know if this is going to. Oh, he struck out. All right, cool. Let's go home. <laughs> and you can see it on Earhart's face. He's like, no, not on that pitch. <laughs> like, I can't believe I, I I reached for a curveball in the dirt like on that pitch. And it's just, hey, sorry, man. That's that's how it works. Yeah, no, that was – Becker, I think – so he is the guy that we got from Vanderbilt um, during the COVID year. That was his first year at Tech. He had a big arm. He's 6'5". He's big kid. He has a huge arm, as you can see here. I think he could be kind of your secret weapon. I'm hoping um, maybe during the tournament as far as bullpen arm goes, because you can see him is evident today. Um, big time spots, you know, big time situations, and he pulled through. Um, struck out four guys in the six outs. I mean, that's. I mean, he's pitching 95, 96 miles an hour. I mean, the guy has legitimate, you know, big league now. Can he harness it? Um, so we'll kind of see how that plays out. But I think he could be like a, your secret weapon out of the bullpen down the stretch. Two inning, a, a two inning save too. Right, a two-inning yeah. save, and then that's he was able to take over for Josh Sanders, who kind of let up those two runs in the eighth, and, and from the very from from that point on, said I, I got it, and, and held it down for the rest of the eighth inning, and then again uh, um, got us out of trouble there in the ninth. Uh, and it seemed like so with Divine and Becker kind of on the back end of your bullpen, you, you finally potentially have the Hampton Molina show on Sundays. I think that's kind of the coordination that you're gonna ha- kind of have. Like I, we've talked about it, but Tadlock once again may just be the guy that he has got it all figured out now that we get to, to almost June. June's almost here, and once again, Tadlock seems to be figuring it all out. And so that is mighty impressive. Um, and as Tadlock 
gets this all figured out. He, you know, he, he's got to take a break. He's got to take a breather um, and really think about his, his, his finances, right? That's, is that, that's what they got to figure it out, right? His finances and all. <laughs> the best way to do it is to talk to my man, Adam Goldman, the franchise coach fr- at franchisecoach.net, uh, franchise consultant. It works with a bunch of Red Raiders. Um, I, I, last I've heard, it's been over 10 Red Raiders he's helped out when it comes to looking at their finances, seeing ways that they can uh, go into business ownership of themselves, right? Becoming an entrepreneur, becoming a franchisee themselves. Um, and you can do it with Adam Goldman, who is not going to charge you off top. You do not have to pay him. He makes money when you make money. And that's that's the best way to go. So uh, Adam Goldman at FranchiseCoach.com. Net, uh, have him help you change your life. So, with that, Texas Tech sweeps the Oklahoma State Cowboys, the number three team in the nation, the team that everybody said was the best team in the Big 12. Texas Tech now has beaten Texas, who was perceived to be the best team in the Big 12, and now beaten Oklahoma State, who was also perceived to be the best team in the Big 12. Kind of seems like maybe, I don't know, Texas Tech is actually the best team in the Big 12, and they have now a chance to prove it. With this sweep, they are now technically the number one team in the Big 12 in the standings, according to winning percentage points, right? TCU's conference season is over. They're 15-8 and eight on the season. They're done. What's left right now is you have Texas Tech that's 14-7, and seven, Oklahoma State that's 13-8, and eight, and Oklahoma that's 13-8. and eight. And so Texas Tech is playing Oklahoma to end their season. They're going to be playing Oklahoma at home in the friendly confines of the law. Um, and... For Tech, I mean, it's it's all right in front of you. You sweep Oklahoma, you're the conference champions outright. Nobody gets this rain in your parade. You got it. Sweep, sweep Oklahoma, and ain't nobody else can touch you. You are the conference champions in a quote-unquote weak year. Remember, this was supposed to be the year that, ah, Tech ain't the good, you know, preseason rank of like 23rd or something like that. Um, they're just, you know, this just ain't the regular Tech team. Right, um, and hell, we've talked about it in this podcast. Ah, they can't win the Sunday game, Sunday games. They can't win the midweek games. Oh, our bullpen struggles. This just ain't the same team. All throughout all of that, you sweep Oklahoma, you're the Big Twelve champs, right? If you win two of the three, if you win the series, you win two of the three games against Oklahoma, you are guaranteed a share of the Big 12 title, right? TCU season's already over, so they already know that if they're right now praying, all Tech has to do is, if Tech loses one of the games against Oklahoma, they know, okay, great, we are going to tie with uh, with Texas Tech, right? And actually, for Oklahoma, for TCU, if you're a TCU fan, all you care about is the Texas Tech-Oklahoma, you, TCU cannot win the conference outright. If Tech wins the series, they win two out of three. Tech is going to be the the conference the conference champion. Um, if Oklahoma ends up sweeping Tech, then they're going to tie with TCU. Uh, and then the other flip side of that is Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State has Baylor. If Oklahoma State sweeps Baylor, well then Oklahoma State will also tie with TCU. So it's it's all all four of those teams have a shot at it. It's going to be pretty interesting to see what happens um, um, in this. So. I mean, Dave, we, we talked about it before. We didn't think Tech had a great shot at it. Also, none of us, neither of us thought they'd sweep Oklahoma State. So now everything's changed. The things have changed. The big deal title picture is right there. What do you think? Yeah, so this right here, this might be Tadlock's best coaching job of his career. And I, I know we said that, I believe, last I feel year. Like, I feel like we say that every year. year. <laughs> like, every year we're like, I just. what he does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Tadlock, it's kind of crazy because you know this tech team has a lot of holes. Let's not let's not, let's not get that twisted here because there are some holes here. But Tadlock's making it work here. Now, as far as Oklahoma goes, I mean, you said it, there's a 
there's a lot to play for for four four teams: TCU, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, and Tech. Right? Mm-hmm. Unless I'm missing one there. No, that's, um, that's it. So there's there's a lot to play for for a lot of different teams with a lot of different scenarios that can play out here. Um, and Oklahoma is they're they're starting to, to, to heat up a little bit too. Um, so it should be a good series to say the least. Absolutely. Absolutely should be a good series. I mean, if you're Oklahoma, you're also looking at it saying, hey, guys, look, we can still win the conference, too. Like, we, we go to Lubbock. Lubbock just swept Oklahoma State in Stillwater. Why can't we sweep them in Lubbock? Right? If that's what I'm saying if I'm, if I'm uh, uh, Oklahoma, right? I'm saying we've already beat this team once. Right? So, if you're Oklahoma, you're like, we've already beaten Tech. They're, they ain't nobody. They're, we're not scared of them. Right? That's what you're thinking to yourself. And so, they can also look at it and say, we sweep Texas Tech. We want to share the Big 12 championship. And so it's going to be pretty interesting to see what works, what mojo comes through in this situation, right? So for Oklahoma, you recently they recently went out, uh, played a West Virginia team that is right now fighting for a NCAA tournament berth. They are on the bubble, and they went out and beat Oklahoma or beat West Virginia two times out of the last three uh, after winning a series against TCU as well, right? They won a series against K-State. They're kind of hot, right? I'm, I'm looking at their schedule right now, and the last series they've lost was over a month ago at Oklahoma State, right? They have been pretty consistent they recently. They won that one too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Came real close to it. Had a, had a one game Oklahoma that was – State came back big time in one of them. Absolutely, their 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 number two game where they lost seven to eight. Yeah. Um. But so this is an Oklahoma team that has to be feeling pretty good about themselves. Again, they're playing a team they've already beaten in Texas Tech. They beat us fourteen to nine in Amarillo that Amarillo, midweek Amarillo game, and so you have they have to feel like they can do it, right? And so it'll be very interesting to see what Oklahoma does in this series. But we do have three games: uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at the Law. I expect the crowd to be there, ready and raring, right? In this Much big more time match was this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to get into it out. at all, <laughs> at all. Now, mind you, I mean, graduation, students are gone. I, I don't know if maybe that's what it is. Then, and then, uh, you know, still water becomes a desert after that, after the students leave. I don't know if that's what it was. No excuse. But it was. Me, and, me and my mom went to the, one of the tech baseball games my graduation weekend. Hey, no excuse. That's, that's fair. That's facts. But it was, I, I was actually surprised how empty it was um, in Stillwater. But I don't expect the same thing to happen in Lubbock. This weekend with with the no big way. twelve with the big twelve championship on the line. This is also I will say though, even though if you're Oklahoma, you're feeling a type of way, you're feeling like you can do some stuff. Flip side of that is Texas Tech might be the best home team in the country, right? Still twenty and three on the season at home. Um, I you know foreshadowing. I just don't see a situation where they lose two two out of three games at home. Like it just I, I cannot imagine a series lost in Lubbock, right? I, I just can't. But um, I, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think uh, I think you're right on that. I don't, and of course we're, we're going to say this, and then it's going to happen. <laughs> but I hope not. Um, but I think Tech's playing really good right now. We're hitting our stride at the right time. Um, I think we sweep them. I think we we outright TCU um, to second. Pop the fields of gold champagne bottles, Chardonnay bottles, right? We sweep. No, that's that's, right. that's pretty big. Well, so before we get into it, so Dave's already given his prediction for it. I'm not, I'm not going to go that far just yet. I do want to talk about the Oklahoma Sooners lineup real quick and some of their big bats to watch out for. Um, scariest guy on the team. Might have already talked about him before, but scariest guy on the team is Peyton Graham. 
right? 13 homers on the season right now with an OPS of 1082, uh, uh, 344 batting average, 49 RBIs on the year. One of the best hitters in the entire conference. Peyton Graham has had a, a, a outstanding season so far. Um, another guy that's been big for them is Blake Robertson. Uh, he's, he's a lot more of a, uh, um, uh, seems to be a lot more of a shifty guy, really plays that small ball. Well, big hit. He, he can hit the ball. He can find gaps, huge gap hitter, not going to really hit out the park very often, but he's really good at, at really getting those gaps. Um, and then also Jimmy Crooks, another good one, Tanner, Tanner trade away. Like that. I will say this about Oklahoma, very top heavy though. Like those four guys, all very good. Rest of the lineup. Not not too much there, right? Their lineup can definitely be. You can find some weak spots in there. The the other guys on this lineup are going to give pitchers breaks to really load up for that top right there that I just mentioned. Um, flip side of that, looking at their pitching, uh, we have some of the some of the guys to really look out for when it comes to their starters. Uh, Jake Bennett, Jake Bennett, right now five and three on the year, um, a three six six ERA, pretty good, a one oh seven WHIP. He, he 232 opposing batting average. Um, he's been, kind of been one of their most consistent starters on the year. He's not, they don't really have an ace per se, but if you had to pick one that's a guy out and say that he's their guy, it would be Jake Bennett. But at the same time, I think one of the biggest flaws that Oklahoma's had is that the pitching can be hit. Like the, 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 they, they don't have a scary, a, a scary bullpen. They don't have a scary starting lineup that you can hit their bullpen. Flip side of that is the strength is they're hitting. And they're going to have those high games. They're going 17 to 7, 15 to 8. You know, I think that is score line. We're in the 20s, right? They're going to try to, to hit you out. But at the flip side of the, but the pitching can give up runs as well. Um, and so that's, that's kind of, that's kind of the, the story for Oklahoma there. Yeah, Oklahoma, they're, they're a solid ball club. We saw back in, in Amarillo that they can sure hit the heck out of the ball. Um, now, of course, that day was super windy and everyone was hitting that day, but. Um, we saw firsthand they are they're 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 a good team. Yeah, oh, absolutely, they're absolutely a good team. So as we go to it, um, game one, of course, we're gonna see Andrew Morris. We're gonna see Morris on the hill against Texas Tech, and he's undefeated. He's undefeated. He has not been beaten this year. And and uh, I I for one, I think it stands up. I think it holds up. I think Andrew Morris once again does not take an L, and I I do believe Tech's gonna win game one. I refuse to choose to pick a Brandon Burtzell L in game two. So I agree with you. I think they're going to win the series. Um, I also am going to pop the fields of gold Chardonnay of them winning the series. Um, the question is that Saturday game. All right. And I know we just felt good. I know we just felt good. We just won our game three against, against Oklahoma state. We are feeling great. All eyes will be on that Saturday game, right? Because that Saturday game can have a lot of implications. If you're TCU, you know Tech wins that Saturday game. If Tech wins the first two games against Oklahoma, and then the Saturday game is, it's a wrap. It's over. It's it's done. Tech wins the conference. Um, I, you know, I've been wrong quite a bit this year, right? So I'll, I'll be wrong here too. But I actually going to say that Oklahoma is going to win the Saturday game. That gives Tech and TCU a tie for the conference championship. And it could be a three-way tie if Oklahoma State sweeps Baylor, um, which could very well happen as well. I think Oklahoma State, that Oklahoma State-Baylor game is also on Saturday. So it could be some, you know, some some schedule watching, right? If Oklahoma State has won two games against Baylor, it could be, a, and I think the Tech game is at 2 o'clock. I just looked at the Tech games at 2 o'clock. Oklahoma State-Baylor game is at 3 o'clock. If Tech does lose that game, and, and Oklahoma State's won the first two against Baylor. Oh, now it's oh man, we're we're a few outs away from the championship. So, um, I, I will. That is going to be my prediction. I'm going to go ahead and say Tech does win the series. 
We want to share the Big 12 title with TCU, and then Oklahoma State sweeps Baylor, and it'll be a three-way title. But as far as I'm concerned, when we share titles, those other schools don't matter. Tech is still a conference champion. And winning this series means that Tech will be a Big 12 conference champion. And like you said, one of the greatest coaching jobs Tim Tadlock has ever done. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is big, too, in terms of national. Uh, I don't know if we're going to talk about this next or not, but uh, in terms of um, just seeding and stuff like that, that's big time as far as that goes because our RPI has gone up a ton over the past you know week or so. So it should be uh, – if it be Oklahoma, who is another high RPI team, it could help us even more. I mean, let's get into it. So, like, we um... – we talked about it already last week about the RPI and how it's not very good and tech is solidly a two seed. We were remember they were at the back end of a two seed, right? Like it wasn't even like we were so sweeping Oklahoma State does a lot for us. We we go from a team that was barely on the out on the inside of the bubble, right? A team that had a very bad RPI because we couldn't win games on the road, couldn't win games on Sunday. Couldn't do any of that. We disproved all those theories, beating the number three team in the nation on the road, sweeping the number two team in the nation on the road and winning a Sunday game. Um, and we go from a team that was solidly on the back end of a two seed. Like I'm looking at D1 Baseball had us in the Tennessee region as a two seed. That's about as low a two seed as you can possibly be. To now, things have changed. Like, that's a huge series. Now things have changed. Now a potential, if what you say is correct, and we sweep Oklahoma – now you're looking at, well, can this be a top 16 team? Can this be a team that Could gets their own national? regional? Oh, that's, ooh, oh, you you a wild boy. <laughs> I, I wouldn't go so that Obviously, far. for that to happen, you got to have some, probably some stuff happens there. But I think yeah. you see Oklahoma, I think you at least got to be in the conversation for a top eight national seed. I, 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 conversation, I, I don't know if it'll be enough, but. I'll say this, you sweep Oklahoma, you've now won six games in a row against two very good teams against two high RPI teams. Um, and you also have the Big 12 tournament come up. A couple wins there also may help you in that, in that scenario. And then maybe you are talking about something, right? Because then now your RPI creeps up to where your national ranking is, right? The, the view of Texas Tech is high already. What brings us down is that the RPI just, does, just hates us. But wins against the number three team in the nation, or on the a sweep on the road against the number three team in the nation, followed by a team a, a, a series win or even a sweep against a team like Oklahoma that's also going to be uh, as I, I kind of try to look at the RPI now. I think they're a top thirty team, they're top forty team in RPI. Um, those would be two things you couldn't deny. Now, definitely creep Texas Tech up there, and to where I do think we would be, we'd be really looking at. I mean, I look at. Our resume, I'm looking at D1 Baseball right now. And this is this is their projections they had before this last series. Had Gonzaga as a 16 seed, right? Um, and I look at Gonzaga, and Gonzaga's a very good team. I'm not putting anything against them. But I look at Gonzaga's uh, uh, resume, or it's a text resume, and I say, you know, it's pretty close. Text resume versus Southern Miss's resume, you know, pretty close. Right? And you start saying, Southern Miss, Gonzaga, they don't got wins against Texas and Oklahoma State like we do. They don't got wins against, even though if we sweep Baylor or Oklahoma, I mean, they don't have wins against that like we do. So it definitely gets a little, a little dicey, a little little uh, interesting if we do get this series win or even a sweep against the Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, could make Selection Sunday even more enticing for Tech. We can keep our streak up. We have a streak of one seeds, and I want to keep that up. Um, so, uh, what, I mean, what do, you, what do you think as far as the projections go, David? I think... So it, I think this weekend was kind of crazy with just – there's a bunch of teams that lost. I mean, Southern Miss, I believe, lost the series to UTSA. 
Um, I don't. I know they lost one game. I don't. I, they were losing another game. I was kind of paying attention to. Um, I think Gonzaga kind of choked a little bit. Um, so I think I think Tech right now is saw. Um, it's gonna be interesting what D one comes out with because they're area people that that we uh, really pay attention to when it comes to college baseball and projections and all that sort of stuff because they they watch everything. Um, so it, I'm curious what, what's going to happen tomorrow and what they come up. But I think right now they'll have us in for sure into a regional, into a top sixteen seed. Um, now, how high they put us, I don't know. D1's always been pretty bullish, honest, the entire season. I mean, they, they've had us at in top 10 pretty much the whole year, uh, other than, like, the very start. Even when we've been scuffling, they still have had us in the 9, 10 range, higher than all the other um, irrelevant polls. Um, but uh, it's going to be interesting what happens. I do think we will be a regional host. Uh, I, it just, it's curious if we can keep this going, if we can even get a national host. I don't know if, if there's enough time for that, but uh, I do think there's a conversation for it. I will say I, I I think I think it may be too little too late to get a national host. I think even if you win out from here on, I still think it's a little too late to too little too late for that. I do think top sixteen is is definitely within reach. Uh, I'm I am curious to see what their next rank will be because I don't know if one series puts us from end of a two to a one, but I do think it puts us from end of a two to top of a two seed, right? Maybe in the Southern Miss. Like I, I, the way I look at it, if Tech is a two seed in Southern Miss Southern Miss is regional, I'll take that. I am fine with being a two seed in Southern Miss Regional. I am fine being a two seed in Gonzaga's Regional, right? I will take that, right? And so I'm not too worried as far as if we're if we get a two seed but win a regional like that. Like that's you know what, it is what it is. But I would love flip side of that to be a one seed with Southern Miss as our two seed, right? Like that's that I take that too, right? So it's um, but I do think this Oklahoma series coming up. Well, it's going to really be validation of how good we really are. Like we just went out there and, and, and whooped Oklahoma State, but you don't get you don't you don't follow it up with a letdown, right? And and I know do I think yeah, they will. Yeah. Tim Tadlock's too good of a coach, um, and we're like like I said, one of the best home teams in the entire country. So I expect that to continue. Um, but good times for the Texas Tech baseball team. David, is there anything else you want to say to the people? Uh, trying to think here. I think. It's just going to be curious what happens with Oklahoma here. Um, like I say, I think if, if we sweep them, I do think I do think that we'll be a we'll be easily a, a top twelve team, maybe somewhere in that as far as seeding goes. Um, we just got to keep this train rolling because we're we're looking good right now. Just got to keep keep them keep the momentum going towards postseason, and anything happens uh, once you get to that point. Tadlock knows how to keep the guys going in May June. That's he's he's no the man. Leaves, they they're always there. They're always there. How is this a top ten team in the country, David? I don't. I would have never guessed this at the beginning of the season. If you would have told me that they're going to win the Big Twelve championship. Like ah, you're being out. You're being I'm optimist. Like, like, always pushes the right buttons. You're, you're being. A, if you'd have told me that, I said you're being a homer. And he knows how to do it. That's why. That's why he gets. That's why he's the best coach in the that's country. Big bucks. Yeah. Yep. Da- damn right. Damn right. So, um, <laughs> for our baseball expert, that is David Hughes. This is Albie Shore, and you've been listening to Tortillas and Takes podcast. As always, stay wrecked, people. Sports Social Podcast Network.